This podcast is brought to you by Podcast Nation. I can't believe I'm saying this. This episode is brought to you by Lola V, an award-winning hair care line by the one and only Jennifer Aniston. Why did Jennifer Aniston start a hair care company? Because she was tired of choosing between hair products that work and hair products that are actually good for us. But thanks to Lola V, we never have to choose again. No silicones, no sulfates, parabens, or gluten. And of course, it's cruelty-free and vegan. The Glossing Detangler and Perfect Conditioner are my personal favorites. Not only do they repair the look of damaged hair, but they also shield it from future harm. The first step to unlocking confidence in your dating life and your daily life is feeling confident about your hair. So unlock Jennifer Aniston approved hair at lolav.com. And as listeners of Seeing Other People, you're getting an exclusive 15% off off of your entire order when you use code Seeing Other People at checkout. That's 15% off your entire order at lolavie.com with promo code Seeing Other People. Please note you can only use one promo code per order and discounts can't be combined. After your purchase, they will ask you where you heard about them. Please, please, please support Seeing Other People and let them know that I sent you. You guys are in for a treat because support for today's episode comes from the best of the best, Jenny Kane. And yes, there is a discount, so keep on listening. You know that feeling when you get a new sweater and it instantly becomes basically another layer of your skin? Like you wear it everywhere for everything all the time. Okay, well, Jenny Kane has become my literal uniform. And if you don't know Jenny Kane, I'm pretty much about to change your life because Jenny Kane's clothes did that to mine. Jenny Kane is a California brand with luxurious staples that will transform your closet. Think minimalist and effortless, but totally refined. They have the coziest cashmere sweaters and iconic accessories that will elevate your everyday basics. I don't know if I wear my cashmere fisherman hoodie or my cropped cashmere cocoon cardigan more. All I know is that I cannot live without either of them. Whether it's a cozy night in with the girls, a dinner date with Jake, or catching a flight to Florida to see my parents, these sweaters are perfect for every single occasion. And I couldn't be happier when I'm wearing them because I'm so comfy. And you guys know me. I always choose comfort over how something looks. But with Jenny Kane, I don't have to choose because I get comfort and I get style. All right. So we have the discount code coming for you. Find your new uniform at JennyKane.com. Seeing other people listeners get 15% off their first order when you use code SOP at checkout. That's 15% off your first order at J-E-N-N-I-K-A-Y-N-E.com. Promo code SOP, S-O-P. Let getting dressed be one less thing to worry about. Hey guys, it's Alana and you're listening to Seeing Other People Unfiltered. Each Thursday on Unfiltered, I'll be bringing on a different anonymous guest to open up about their real life dating experiences. We'll discuss what they went through or are going through, how they navigated it, what they've learned and what advice they have to anyone else going through something similar. Unfiltered is your reminder that no matter what you're going through, you're not alone. If you have a topic that you'd like to discuss on Unfiltered, please email your story to seeingotherpeoplepodcast at gmail.com to be considered for an episode. Real people, real stories, real life. This is Seeing Other People Unfiltered. On today's episode, I sit down with a lifelong friend of mine, Helena, who is here to talk about what it's like to be 27, never having been in a relationship. And now is the part of the episode where I'm going to tell you all about my favorite brand and my favorite, I guess, product or like thing in the world. And that's Mindset Wellness CBD. So a friend of mine connected me and Jonah back in the day to the founders of Mindset Wellness CBD, John and Renee. And we really didn't know what to expect. And instantly we hit it off with them. They are two amazing people who really went into this business to help people feel better and to help people feel less anxious and to help people understand that they can wake up and feel the way they want to feel and choose the mindset that they want to have for the day or the afternoon or the morning. And 
I was so inspired by their story and how the two of them met. They're actually married and they met when they were in their late teens, early 20s. And it's so inspiring to see a brand being built off of a shared passion for just like the better of humanity. And I am so excited that Mindset Wellness CBD is a part of seeing other people. And I'm so excited that seeing other people is a part of Mindset Wellness CBD. And it's something that's really important to me and something that I really do believe in. I take one of their CBD gummies every day and it really has helped me feel like my best self. And I want that for you too. So definitely try it out. If you haven't, head to mindsetwellnesscbd.com and obviously use code seeing other people at checkout and that'll get you 10% off and free shipping. Hey guys, it's Alana and welcome back to another episode of Seeing Other People Unfiltered. I am so excited for this episode. I actually have a close friend of mine who I guess you're a childhood friend, right? Definitely childhood. Yeah. So a childhood friend of mine. Uh, we've been through a lot together. We went to, we grew up together. We went to college together. We now live in New York City together. And um, we are actually going to call her by her name. Call me by her name. <laughs> We're going to call her by call her name daddy. on this episode um, because she's down for that, which is great. And not every unfiltered episode will be anonymous. Um, which also means that if anyone who's listening to this topic and this episode wants to reach out to her, you're more than welcome to. For sure. Um, so Helena, welcome to Unfiltered. Thank you so much for having me, Alana. I am so excited for you to be here. So why don't you introduce yourself and tell everyone what you're here to talk about? Okay, so my name is Helena, and I am going to talk about essentially not being in a relationship at 27, which is something that I think I carried and a lot of people do carry a lot of shame about. And um, I realized that, you know, more and more people are coming out about not being in relationships and things like that. And like, I don't know, it just seemed like when Alana came to me about it, like a topic that could really make people feel more confident in their own skin by talking about it. Yeah. And it, and not just not being in a relationship currently at 27, but never having been in a relationship. Yes. Sorry about that. <laughs> it's okay. I just wanted to, to clarify for anyone listening, if that's going to like kind of make people perk up and be like, Oh, that's me too. Yeah. Um, I actually posted yesterday saying that I was going to record this topic and so many people wrote in mm -hmm. saying they were so excited about it because it's something that they feel like they can't talk about or have nobody to relate to on it because they like kind of feel shame or like embarrassment around it. And so they were really excited to hear you talk about it and hear how you've gone about it. Yeah, for sure. I think that like, I mean, I've never been in a relationship, but there's so many situations now in your 20s that it's like, you feel like you've never done something. And even after this past year, a lot of people feel like they're like having a, you know, maybe they're feel like a virgin again in senses, yeah. or, you know, just going back into it. But yeah, no, it's definitely something that like, I think people go through by themselves because they're like embarrassed at a certain point and like, don't want to call attention to it. Essentially, like it's it, what I've found in certain points in my life. It's like the elephant in the room with like, family and things like that. Um, so yeah, I'm excited to get into it. Amazing. Me too. And and thank you for being here and being open to sharing your story. It, it means a lot to me and it means a lot to the listeners who need to hear it. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, one thing that I actually just thought of now is I feel like 
I wonder if back in the day, it wasn't such a thing. Like there wasn't like a stigma around it. There wasn't anything to be shameful of before there were social media. Because I mm. do you ever think that like, when you're scrolling on Instagram, and when you're just like going about your day, it's like, there's just couples everywhere. Yes, but I think I come from a different standpoint where like, I am so much more focused on other things. And yeah. it's never been something that I like hang my hat on is being in a relationship. So it's really never been at the forefront of my mind in a sense. Like, I think that I I don't really feel personally shame mm-hmm. outwardly about it other than honestly with family. But it's more like an internal confusion of why haven't I found the right match yet? Um, and then also manifest in like, I'm trying to think of the right way to explain it. But when the way we grew up when we were younger, like, I think I was kind of, I was always the friend type thing. Mm -hmm. And I think that's my, you know, default setting essentially is being the friend. Yeah. And, um, and so when we were younger, you know, like, I'm not sure exactly like it's, it's honestly, after you asked me this, like, it's not somewhere I go with myself a lot. Like I, it's not like an access point I go to about never being in a relationship, never being in love, whatever it is, because I just don't really focus on it. Like it's never been something that I'm like hitting. Like it's, it's not like I'm hitting a a wall and, you know, constantly going against it, whatever. Mm -hmm. It's kind of something more that I'm like, I can't depend on being in, you know, putting all my eggs into being in a relationship because it just hasn't happened to me yet. Like it hasn't happened where I meet someone on hinge and, and, I don't know if this is answering your question. I don't even know where I'm going with this, but like go on the journey. I'm going on the journey. Like, I I mean, so it just like, hasn't been the forefront of my mind, but um, wait, what was the question again? <laughs> I don't even remember. But okay. So that, that leads me to wonder how, how have you almost trained yourself to not focus on it? Because even for me, and like, I have been in relationships Mm. before, but anytime I'm not in a relationship, it's all I can think about. And like, yes, I work in dating and stuff. But even before that, it was just like, if I didn't have a boyfriend, it was like, there was something wrong with me or like, why is everyone Mm. else like lovable and like desirable? And I'm not. Yeah. I mean, like, I obviously, okay. So a long time ago, I'm, I'm really, once I like get on a date with someone, I actually am really secure in myself. Um, but I think it's just uh, like switching a mindset in my mind of like, I used to be so worried about people liking me. Mm-hmm. And then I changed my mindset. Like, what about worrying about if I like them and I go into every date or situation, like, I really hope I like this person enough to like, really want to go on a second date. I think that that's also maybe an issue. Like I get bored of people. I, you know, I'm not so interested in everyone's conversation and things like that. And like, I think that other people let in a lot more people than I do. Like Mm -hmm. I, I don't really, it's a lot of times actually in my hands of moving things forward once I like go on a first date and things like that. But obviously it's something where I am insecure about, you know, like, why don't I meet people out at bars often? Or it, it really depends on my security level with that though. Like in myself, like I I know when I kind of stopped dating, for instance, this past week, I deleted hinge, Mm -hmm. (laughs) which is not going to be well, do, do anything good for being in a relationship. But like, I felt like I was kind of 
not feeling great about myself. So I wanted to work on myself during this time. And, and I think that for me, it goes in waves of being secure or insecure. And that's the way I date. Mm-hmm. Um, but it obviously is like, why haven't I gotten lucky of someone coming up to me in a bar and that be like the right match? Right. Um, but it's just like, I, I, so I, I mean, I see people on Instagram and stuff, but honestly, I'm more focused on, I get so jealous of people's careers. Yeah. I get (laughs) that. That's where, that's my jealous point. And like, Mm -hmm. everybody can be in a relationship if they want a relationship. Um, you know, there's my 600 pound life. They all are in relationships (laughs) there. But for me, when I'm looking at Instagram, I'm like, damn, this person's 27. They're fucking killing it. Mm -hmm. That's when I get jealous. Like I feel for myself and you can cut me off if I'm going too no, long. Like keep going. that, um, I I don't really see things without the other, and like I worry about, you know, <clears throat> like wanting to do something with my career that I'd feel shameful about if I was with someone else, and mm-hmm. them saying to me like, "Oh, you're not good enough for that," and then me not doing it. So it's kind of like I want to get my ducks in order, for lack of a better word. Yeah. Um, before I meet someone so I can just be like, I'm this person, like, this is what I do instead of being like, I'm in marketing and I want to, you know, be a writer or whatever it is. And then being like, you're not a good writer. Like, why are you going for that? Mm -hmm. Um, so I guess I worry about other people projecting their opinion on me and then it's stopping me. Yeah. Um, I don't know. There's a, there's obviously a mix of different things that come of it, but I, I would say the forefront of my mind is more so like career. Do you think it makes it harder for you to date? that your career isn't in the place you want it to be. Definitely. And that's a part of the reason that I, I got off hinge because I don't like when someone I get, I ramble my words when someone says, what do you do for a living? Mm-hmm. And I feel like, especially in the past couple months, like my life has definitely uprooted. Yeah. Um, and for, you know, in a good rea- in a good direction, I feel like mm-hmm. where I decided I really don't want a nine to five again, but like, how am I going to make it work? Um, And when you're saying this to someone, it might come off like unstable or you're confused and you're obviously not ready for a relationship. But I mean, there's different points to that. Like, I know that the right person would understand this and be like, and I've had people in the past that are so supportive of the situation. That's just like not the right situation for me. Mm -hmm. But like, I wouldn't really want to date someone that's go on a checklist too. Like right. that goes for the relationship stuff as well. Like if someone asks me if I, if it bothers them that I've never been in a relationship, then they're like looking at a checklist, which is something that like, I can't relate to, you know, Alana does, has known me forever. I don't think I'm the checklist type. You're, you're definitely not a checklist. <laughs> you don't fit into a box. Yeah. None of those things for sure. But yeah, I mean, like in terms of the career stuff, I, I guess it is an insecure. It's still something I'm getting used to of the fact that like, I'm going to be doing something different. It's whatever it is. It's not going to be the normal path. Mm -hmm. And, um, having to explain that, like, I already have enough of explaining that to family and friends and stuff. Like, (laughs) I don't know. Like I, I get worried about, I get worried about accepting judgment and not steering me. And, um, yeah, I mean, I had been on, I went on a date actually, uh, when I was away for a little bit in Florida and, um, I remember the guy asking me, you know, what do I do? And I'm very honest and like, just a pretty wanderlusty person of finding something. 
And I remember his feedback was like, I want someone that's more stable to not to me. He said it to someone else that had set us up. And I was crushed, like, but meaning or like have has their yeah, career yeah, together yeah, and yeah, stuff no, like totally. that. I was like crushed, but like then I realized, okay, wait, that's that's, that's who I am right now. And that's not the person for you. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Wow. Okay. So that that brings me into like the thing I wanted to talk about next was how people have responded to mm-hmm. it, whether it's people responding to, I guess in this case, like your career not being where you want it to be, or yeah. but also in general, like how do people respond to you like sharing that you've never been in a relationship because obviously I'm sure it comes up on dates I know sometimes like on dates people ask like oh like what's the longest relationship you've been on or like when was Mm -hmm. your last relationship Um, how do you navigate those conversations and what has the response been because a lot of people have written in being like do people write you off away because of it or has anyone viewed that as a red flag do they say no to dating you because of your lack of past relationship Brave the uncomfortable. Those are the words engraved on my bracelet that have gotten me through some of the most anxiety-inducing moments over the last few years. And that's why I could not be more excited to encourage you all to get a Presently bracelet of your own with a phrase that resonates with you. Presently is a line of mindfulness bracelets engraved with words inspired by cognitive behavioral therapy. The brand was started by two sisters, Lindsay and Emily, who have obsessive compulsive disorder, aka OCD, and anxiety. They realized that when stuck in an anxiety spiral, it's hard to put into practice the tools that they learned in therapy sessions. They looked and looked for bracelets that could serve as reminders to interrupt that spiral, but they couldn't find anything besides the cheesy good vibes only and no bad days types of messaging. They started presently to bring more authenticity to self-help anxiety management. And as someone who has had a presently bracelet for three years, I mean it when I say it really makes a difference. So whether you need encouragement to make it onto that date that you've been anxious about, a calming mantra to get you through a big day at work, or simply a reminder that you're not alone presently has your back. Their bracelets are so beautiful and elevated, and they also make amazing gifts. And I know because I have gifted a few over the years, and my friends were so excited to get one and have worn them ever since. There are six phrases to choose from, and if you're indecisive, there's a quiz that you can take to help you choose the perfect reminder for your anxiety. Plus, 5% of each bracelet is donated to your choice of four mental health nonprofits. I wholeheartedly love and support Presently, and I know that your Presently bracelet will bring you as much comfort as mine has brought me. So head to presentlybracelets.com. That's P-R-E-S-E-N-T-L-Y bracelets.com for 10% off your order using code seeing other people. Raise your hand if you have dating anxiety. All right. All right. I know that everyone has their hands up and I get it. I had debilitating anxiety when I was single. And even when I first started dating Jake, I kept waiting for the other shoe to drop. And I know that is not a good way to feel and that is not a fun way to date. And I get it. It can be hard to find an anxiety relief tactic that works for you. That's why I'm so excited to introduce you to a new one that has helped me dramatically with my wedding and work stress and anxiety over the last few months. And trust me, there's been a lot of it. Sunset Lake CBD is an amazing company that not only has helped me feel so much better, but they also have a really cool history and mission. Sunset Lake CBD is a majority employee-owned hemp farm located right outside of Burlington, Vermont. As farmers, they believe in providing only top-shelf CBD and hemp products at fair prices. So they cut out the middlemen and they ship their CBD straight from their farm to your door, which means that their CBD is affordable and trusted because CBD and anxiety relief can help everyone and they want it to be accessible to anyone. Trust me when I say that when I'm stressed or anxious, my sleep is the first thing to go. But despite everything I have going on right now, I've been taking a sleep gummy before bed 
bed and my sleep scores on my aura ring have been through the roof. Plus, I'm finding myself relaxing more at night and being able to turn off my work brain and my anxiety with the help of their CBD gummy bears and reishi infused chews. Whether you want to sleep better, relax better, focus better, recover better, or anything in between, Sunset Lake CBD has something for everyone. So check them out today at sunsetlakecbd.com and use code SOP for 20% off your order. That's code SOP for 20% off farmer-owned, Vermont-grown Sunset Lake CBD. Shout out to Claritin for supporting this episode and providing us with samples. When I first started seeing other people, some of my closest friends and family could not believe it. Not because they didn't think I was capable of being a podcast host, but because I usually can't get through a sentence without sniffling. And during allergy season, forget about it. My seasonal allergies are debilitating, and my sinus congestion and pressure has always left me feeling so sick. But luckily, for those of us who live with the symptoms of allergies, we can live Claritin Clear with Claritin D. Designed for For serious allergy sufferers, Claritin-D has two powerful ingredients in just one pill that relieve your allergy symptoms and decongest your nose so you can breathe better. This double action combination of prescription strength allergy medicine and the best decongestant available relieves sneezing, a runny nose, itchy and watery eyes, an itchy nose and throat, and sinus congestion and pressure with ease. Claritin-D has truly transformed my life. Not only can I breathe better and sleep better since taking Claritin-D, but I also can get through the day so much smoother. I used to have to cancel plans because of how bad my allergies were. I'd go through a tissue box a week, sometimes more, and my eyes were always watery. But Claritin-D's fast symptom relief starts working on allergies with nasal congestion in as little as 30 minutes, and it tackles nasal congestion caused by allergies or a cold and also relieves sinus congestion and pressure due to allergies. It's truly the greatest thing I've ever come across and I am so grateful that I found it and started using it. Are you ready to live life as if you don't have allergies? It's time to live Claritin clear. Fast and powerful relief is just a quick trip away. Find Claritin D at the pharmacy counter. Ask for Claritin D at your local pharmacy counter. You don't even need a prescription. Go to Claritin.com right now so you can live Claritin clear. Use as directed. Yeah, I mean, no, at least not to my face. <laughs> um, I remember when I first graduated, it was something I was really insecure about. And um, and I remember like kind of practicing in my head what I would say, asking friends, is this a good way of saying it? It's like just kind of wrap it up in a bow. And so I think that when I was younger, I was more insecure about it and like, um, you know, just waiting for the question to pop up. Mm -hmm. But I mean, like, I honestly haven't gotten the question too many times. And then when I do, I mean, I, I, I kind of say like, I haven't found the right match yet. And for me, I do put a lot of pressure on my own career and finding balance is something that I'm working on. But if they want to dig deeper, which is actually something that like, I love when people ask questions, go further. And I think it shows a different level of a guy when they're like Mm -hmm. curious about something rather than very surface level, which I think a lot of guys can be like more surface-y and like take some time to go more in depth. So if they were to ask me more in depth, like (laughs) then um, I was like, oh, you can open up a can of worms now. (laughs) Um, And then I would, I would be honest. I think it would take me a second. Like even now it's taking me a second because it's not really like somewhere I go to often, but like I, it definitely stems from like being younger insecurities and feeling like I was never going to be enough. I was never going to be the person that was approached, things like that. I don't know if I would say that on a date, but now I can send them this episode. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> like, here you go. Um, but it really hasn't been a problem. If people 
do like me, I've found that they like want to work on it. You know, they like, or they, or they sometimes chalk it up to being like non-committal, which I think that because I haven't been in a relationship and I also, I mean, I'm secure in some ways, insecure in others, but like I'm secure in who I am. Mm -hmm. And, um, I think that I know if it's like a fuck yes or a fuck no kind of thing. Like, and I, I definitely let things ride on in the in-between stage. Um, but like, I know in my head if it's going to go towards being in a relationship or not. And it just, it just hasn't like, um, but, but it doesn't mean, I think that going back to your question, it totally has to do with, um, yourself and not the other person. I, I, I really haven't found someone that's cared about that. Maybe that guy on the date with me that time, like, <laughs> he'd be like, and you're not in a relationship, like, or you've never been in a relationship. Goodbye. Yeah. Um, but I think that it's, it's, and as I'm dragging on now, the way you wrap, not wrap it up, but like be secure when you're talking about it. If you're, you're, you know, you turn bright red and you're like, fuck, what the fuck am I going to say right now? When he says this, it's kind of like, I haven't found the right match. And yeah, like I'm ready now to find someone that I'm going to have fun with. Um, and just like see where it goes. But if it's going to be someone that's judging you for it, they're not the right person. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. And I going back, you said something earlier in the episode that really stuck with me. And it's that you focus on finding somebody that you like rather than finding somebody that likes you. Mm. And I think that's so important because it's like, if somebody is going to judge you for that, that's just not a person that you would want to be with anyway. Exactly. And what you're looking for, and obviously like, like you're so you, like you, like (laughs) Helena is so Helena Uh -uh. that it's like, you know exactly who you are and you know exactly what you want. And I was talking about this on the episode with Sarah Sassone, Mm -hmm. where when the more you know yourself, the harder it is sometimes to actually find your, your match, your other half, because you're so in touch with who you are. You know exactly what you want. You know exactly what you need. And as amazing as that is, it makes it so much more difficult to find. Like you're literally trying to find a needle needle in a haystack. Totally. And I also, to that point, so yes, like I, I really do know myself and anybody that also knows me well, I don't hang out with people that I don't like, not mm-hmm. in a mean way or anything, but like, oh yes, Helena likes me, you guys. <laughs> Let's go. I love Alana. I've been hanging out with her for 27 years. <laughs> but I, I also hate when people say like, that I'm being too picky. Right. And because I'm like, I'm not complaining. Mm -hmm. That's the thing about me. It's like, I'm not complaining about not being in a relationship. I'm open about like, okay, I want to work on these things with myself. But like, if I was saying that I just wanted to find a relationship or, and that was in the forefront of my mind, yes, maybe that you could say that I'm being too picky, but like, that's, I, I think that a lot of people are like, oh, you're not a relationship. You're way too picky. Or you should try and make things work with this person that showed interest in being in a relationship. And I'm like, that's just not really like, I'm, I'm not having fun in the same way yeah. anymore. And it would be, I'm also concerned about uh, this is maybe like a non-committal part, but like wasting time. Yeah. And like, but in my head, if I know that someone's not right, not right. Like how am I, you know, wa- like waste, not wasting time, whatever it is. But, um, yeah, I think that, yeah. Does that answer your question? Yeah. 100%. <laughs> no, I think that's great. And I think there's a lot, a lot of truth to what you said. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I want to get into some of the questions that listeners sent in. Um, 
see what have we actually have already like covered so many of these oh well actually before I do that one mm-hmm. thing that I was thinking about as we were talking about how people respond is like I've definitely been on dates with guys who have I've said like what in the when was your last relationship or like what really like what have your relationships been mm-hmm. like in the past and I've been on dates with a lot of guys who have said like I've actually never been in a relationship mm-hmm. and at first it's always like interesting but then I'm like okay well like why and the thing is everyone usually does have a very good reason for why mm-hmm. and also just what like what you said Helene, like not not having met the right person yeah is a very valid reason but I know like some people have traveled for work and they've never been in a situation where it makes sense like my brother um, has been traveling for work for years. And it's like, there are so many people who have expressed interest in dating him. And he's like, it just doesn't make sense. Like he mm-hmm. can't be in a relationship right now. And like, but then it's like, my parents are always like, why is he still single? I'm like, because mm-hmm. he can't be in a relationship right yeah. now. That's it. Wouldn't, it wouldn't be fair to someone else for sure. And also to that point, like I feel everybody has this biological clock that I'm like, it literally does not exist in my body. I'm like looking for it everywhere. (laughs) But um, I feel like I can't see things without the next step. And I think I mentioned this before, but like, I can't see being in a relationship without finding someone that I want to be with forever or (laughs) that's aggressive. I mean, that makes sense. (laughs) Or that want to hang out with every day, whatever it is. Yeah. Or, you know, whatever, devote this amount of time. Hang out with every day forever. (laughs) And never. And never. And have your graves next to each other so you can continue hanging out in whatever the afterlife is. It's fine. We're good. No pressure on the people I go on dates with. Um, but I can't it's, see... It's 11.30 in the morning. We are not drunk for the record. <laughs> but I can't see marriage without being in a relationship. I can't see kids without being married, finding this person. Mm-hmm. So it's like, for me, I'm really not in a major rush. Like, I just... I, I see things way down the line. And like, even I joke about now with kids and stuff like that, like I, I say, I want to adopt 20 year olds, but, um, I just like, haven't gone there with myself yet. So Mm -hmm. I think that people like, especially females are on this more so clock that I don't really, uh, haven't found within myself. Um, and, and that's okay. And I mean, also like you're 27, your, your clock's like, just barely ticking like it's yeah. not even ticking you know like we, what clock we don't but have clocks. as soon as i can put that shit on ice the, yeah. those eggs they're going on ice exactly and that's <laughs> like like we're lucky we're able to do that so it's yeah. okay it's yeah. all good yeah um okay so helena what are some things that you feel like you're missing out on mm. okay so i'm gonna be honest right now so as i said this isn't somewhere i go to often so after you asked me to do this. I was, I was going to walk and I was like, you know what? I'm going to put on some of Olivia Rodrigo, go there with myself. And I literally started, I'm just like totally honest, hysterically crying. Oh my God. No, And it's okay. Cause I, I like, like, I don't mind that. And I also yeah. cry so little that sometimes it's like needed, needed. So yeah. thank you. You're welcome. But, <laughs> you're welcome. That's what I do. Um, I make people cry. But I think that it's like the things I'm, I'm missing out on is like, I've never been able to share something with someone else. And like, especially when it comes to family experiences, I think I got the most upset. Like my brother's getting married in Napa Mm -hmm. and I have the best room I'll ever be in on a vacation alone. And I'm like, are you fucking kidding me right now? Like I don't have someone to share this with or like share like this huge experience. I'm so close. As you know, I'm so close to my brother. Um, And it made me upset. I know that 
my life is so full and I'm going to have the best time ever. And that's the thing. Like I, I do, when people ask me, I do love being single because I love my life, mm-hmm. you know? And, but there's moments that I'm definitely like, I would have loved for this person to see this moment, maybe like yeah. someone that'll hopefully meet in the future. Like, I don't know, such like a meaningful moment or like meet this person. Like, I hope that whoever I meet in the first per- future, like meet someone that like means so much to me, you right. know? Um, but like, I don't know. And also like, I've never, and I think that this has been told to me in different situations. And I actually listened to, um, a caller daddy episode where she was talking to this therapist and it's basically like you don't lean on other people for things Mm -hmm. and I've never had someone to lean on for things like I've never had someone to call like when I'm running late to get like laundry or something like that and I wouldn't even understand the concept of asking someone to do that kind of thing for me I'd be like that's so annoying to ask someone right um so maybe someone to do my laundry (laughs) uh (laughs) (laughs) but I think they're like when I do go there with myself, there is, I just can't believe I haven't had certain experiences. Like I can't believe, and I'm the biggest FOMO person. Like I can't believe everybody says that like being in love is the best part of life. And like that I haven't had that or like Mm -hmm. even really close to feeling like I was in love. So it makes me feel like there's this whole part of life that I'm missing and maybe it would elevate it so much or like, Yeah. I mean, even having just like a safety zone of when you get back from a night or on Sundays or whatever it is, like, and someone that's on your team, um, would be really nice. I'm, I'm a one woman show and I'm with my big family. (laughs) Um, but yeah, I do, I can definitely see it's not like I'm, uh, cold hearted and like, can't see the other side. It's just like, I've made my life so full and like, that I rarely go there with myself of like what I'm missing. Yeah. Do you feel like you're at a crossroads in your love life? Maybe you're in the thick of modern dating or you're wondering if the person you're with is your person. Whatever your situation, I have the perfect podcast for you. It's called Dateable, your insider's look into modern dating, hosted by Julie Krafchick and Yue Shu. They talk about it all, from why you're choosing the wrong partner and how to stop, to how to actually go from matching on the app to getting on a date, to securing your anxious attachment and everything in between. Julie and Yue have been on Seeing Other People, and I've been a guest on their podcast too, so if you're looking for a great starting point, check out my episode of Dateable, season 15, episode 10, Is It Chemistry or Anxiety? Guys, this podcast is incredibly relatable, insightful, and oftentimes hilarious. Wherever you start, Dateable will help you feel inspired to date differently and create a love life that works for you. You can subscribe and listen to episodes on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts every Wednesday and Sunday. So check out Dateable and thank me later. Well, I do think also, like, I think everything you just said and and never having felt that, I think it's just going to make it so much better when you do feel it. Mm. And it's something to look forward to. And it's like, you are waiting for the right person at this point. Like you're not just going to try with anyone that you go on a date with and meet. Like, so I think at the end of the day, when you do have it, it's going to be incredible. Mm -hmm. And you're going to be like, this was worth the wait. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, it's hard to believe you when you say I'm going to meet the right person. Mm -hmm. Like, I think we all talk in the future of when I get married, when this happens, but like, what if it doesn't? Like, what if I don't find someone? Because I haven't found someone in this amount of years. Like, and I kind of, I mean, that's like a cynical part of me. And I know that 
it, that's dark. No, but you're right. No, you're completely <laughs> and right. I think that a lot of people think in that sense. I mean, I haven't really, I just kind of started after you asked me to do this episode, I just started like talking about it more and like hearing what people had to say, but just because I kind of just shut that part down of me, but I would think that a lot of people are like, okay, it hasn't happened in X amount of years of me meeting someone on an app or meeting someone in person that I like, I'm going to fall in love with. But what if it doesn't like, how yeah. can I make my life as full as it can be? Like what relationships do I let in situations and stuff like that? Um, but I do think like, yes, in the case that I do meet someone, it would be really great. And I would have to be trained to be a good girlfriend. <laughs> so I definitely need training. Um, but yeah, I, I like, that's just something that I do like a fear that I do have. Yeah, that makes sense. And, and thank you for sharing that. I guess one question that that leads me into is like, with what you just said about like training and mm. like needing to be trained on how to be a girlfriend, like what, what are your expectations and like thoughts about each stage of being in a relationship? And like, how do you overcome that insecurity about inexperience? Like mm. if you're getting to be more serious with someone, like how do you, how, how would you navigate that? I think just being open with someone like that they're able to call me out on different things. Like I have been called out in the past before. Like you can't drunk text someone that actually has feelings for you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which is like I mean, you some... can. It's just not the best idea. Right, right, right. Um, <laughs> raise your hand if you've done it. Like everyone raises hands. But... Right, exactly. And like, but I'm I'm really sensitive to people's feelings and stuff like that. And like, I am a really kind person, so. I I hate that like I was making someone feel something that I've definitely felt in the past before, but, um, but I would say, yeah, just being really open. And I do feel inexperienced in like, you know, what the comfortable level of being with someone brings to something. Mm -hmm. Um, and like finding the right person that you can talk about these things with, but yeah, at a certain point, like fake it till you make it runs out and you kind of have to like address certain things. Um, but I don't know. I would just want someone to like be curious, ask questions, um, and work on things. Like, I don't know. I don't really have a, a exact trajectory of the way I see a relationship going. Like for me, I just really want to, I all, not all I'm focused on. I just want to have fun, like find someone that I have fun with all the time. Yeah. You know, you're such a fun person. Like, oh, thank you. <laughs> that is who you are. Right. You know? Like I want to be able to like, genuinely laugh at someone all the time and someone that I like trust their opinion on things. I think that's something like, you know, if someone gives me feedback on something, like I would want to value, value their of opinion course. essentially. Um, but yeah, I just haven't found someone yet that I, like that's progressed that I w- want to have fun with all the time. Yeah. Why do you think that you've always been the friend? Oh, so I think that my confidence swings on a 10 pound pendulum. <laughs> <laughs> but I love that because I'm picturing it. <laughs> um, I think that when we were growing up, um, it was like definitely valued. Skinny was valued. Yes. Okay. And I wasn't skinny. And I think that um, I always... Uh, uh, associate that with being wanted in that way. Like I, and also the maturity level of the guys 
whatever. What um, maturity level? The, yeah, no maturity no. level. <laughs> um, but I think that I just always with our we've known we've known the people that we've known forever that we went to high school with and stuff like that. Like I would never want to like make someone uncomfortable and like assume that I would assume, God forbid, I assume that we were like more than just being friends. Um, and I, why am I always a friend? Um, I don't, I think it's, I don't, it's hard to say because, you know, I could say it's a box that I put myself in, but I also think it was validated by like, you know, when people, would ask me, I think from a very young age, Oh, like I'm interested in this, like a guy would come to me and be like, Oh, like I want to hook up with your friend. Right. And so it was never me. So I'm like, so it was just validated that I was associated with being the friend and like, I don't really know. And then, and I just think it was like very shallow when we were younger. And then it just, as that progressed, I don't think when I'm in a bar and things like that, I don't associate that I'm always going to be the friend, but like, I would never want to make someone feel uncomfortable in a sense of like, let's say like I was out at um, somewhere the other night with one of my friends and a guy came up to her and then the other friend was like mm -hmm. kind of wingmanning him. Mm -hmm. And in that situation in my head, I'm like, I don't want to make this guy feel like he's like, oh, fuck, I, I have like to I'd like be stuck talking. Yeah, to her exactly. Exactly. Um, but. I don't know. What do what have people said? Have you spoken about this in the past of like. Not necessarily. Friend. And I, I do think I haven't thought about it before, but doing an episode on like the friend zone in general yeah. would be really, really helpful. So I'll definitely make a point to do that. Um, I guess I wonder, have you ever tried to just be like, you know what, like tonight, I'm a badass hot bitch. Like I'm All the gonna, time. Okay. And like, I, I mean, meaning like when I'm confident on the 10 pound pendulum, right. <laughs> <laughs> like right now we're a little higher. Um, but like when I'm confident, like that's the way I act yeah. when I'm at. I'm not like an aggressive person in general, but like, you know, I'm so secure in myself. I'm, I'm like, and, and like, that's the way I act around people. I don't know, but it's like when I know someone or like, yeah, not that it's, it's more like a people that I'm know that mm -hmm. I'd be the friend, you know, like, or like people from college. Like I think that I went into college and obviously like, you know, I like hookups and stuff like that, whatever at college, but like the, the guys that we would hang out with, like, Oh, I'm going to assume I'm the friend because these types of people have never been interested in more with me before. They've just been interested in my friends. Right. Um, and yeah, I mean, like maybe it's just sometimes like, Oh, because I'm the fun one and stuff. <laughs> um, then humble brag. <laughs> <laughs> no meaning like you, you are know, the fun well, you no, are but it's do, true do you know what I mean like when I go into a situation like I am if my mind is turned on to like the friend zone situation like yeah I'm fun whatever and I'm trying to like and I'm also really focused on other people no I'm not like the like an annoying but like you know other people having fun other people yeah. feeling comfortable and stuff that sometimes like my brain turns off it's like these people aren't interested in me anyway. So right. like, I'm just going to have the best time ever. And like, I do have the best time ever in general. Have you ever asked people like, I water on myself. <laughs> I know literally just missed her mouth. <laughs> water. Just threw it to the side. Have, have you ever asked people, whether it's like the guys who are saying they're into your friends or something or anyone, mm -hmm. have you ever said like, do you have anyone in mind for me? 
Yeah. Yeah, I, I do. Um, and I've been on dates with setups and a bunch of dates with setups and stuff like that. Like it just hasn't panned out. Like, yeah. And that's the thing where I'm, I'm a little cynical of like finding someone that I'm obsessed with and they're like obsessed with me because it's just like, hasn't been a mutual thing before. Right. Um, but yeah, I mean, if anybody has someone they want to set me up with, I'm down. Hell yeah. Let's, let's <laughs> I, make love happen. Well, that's the thing. It's like, I'm secure when it comes when it's about getting to the first date that sometimes I have insecurity about and it shouldn't be on this like when I feel better about myself physically it shouldn't depend on that but it really does for me but like I feel like once I get to the first date I'm like who I am I'm confident I'm like comfortable making conversation and like if you're interested in me to that point then I'm like I I'm confident in like if I want to continue this mm -hmm. a lot of the time, like I can continue it. Yeah. Or if it, like, I don't even know. I mean, I know you talk a lot about ghosting. Like I wouldn't even know if someone ghosted me because like, I don't like them either. Like, right. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm not paying attention to texts. I don't get back like, yeah. or whatever. Like I, I mean, obviously it's a real thing, but you don't want to be with someone that doesn't want you. Yeah. Um, so sometimes I don't even realize like if once it's past the physical point, I'm like, if they don't like my personality, then like, right. Good luck. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of the physical, um, somebody wrote in and wants to know, are you a virgin? No, <laughs> hard. No, <laughs> no, not a virgin. But, um, I will say there is a certain level of like being comfortable with someone that you get from being in a relationship that mm -hmm. I haven't found yet. So it's like in senses, I still kind of haven't like so, so comfortable with myself in those situations because I haven't been in a relationship where like I can, I don't know, like be comfortable. Like that's like a, a far-fetched topic. And I think that even like, you know, maybe it's like a little... Yeah, I was gonna say like the the way that I went into having sex maybe was like something that would affect my future um, of it. Like just kind of like not feeling like so secure in yeah. myself and someone saying like, oh, you're beautiful. I'm like, all right, let's fucking do it. Like... <laughs> Like, I just didn't put a lot of pressure on it. And then right. <laughs> I was like, oh, you think I'm beautiful? Okay. Um, but I think that, yeah, I mean, like, that would be something that would be a, a just like even a new experience. Yes. Like, you know, I haven't put so much pressure on it in the past, but like um, being actually comfortable with someone would feel like, in essence, something so, so new. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think it's like for anybody that is a virgin, like it's with anything. You build this up so much in your mind and um, and it's probably more of a big deal to you and you probably have a reasoning why it hasn't happened yet. Um, yeah, but no. <laughs> yeah, I actually, I know a, a ton of people who are our age, who we, people we both know. Yeah. Who are virgins and have never had sex and yeah. not for like religious reasons or anything, just they haven't, mm -hmm. it, it just never happened. Yeah. And I think 
I, I mean, obviously I can't speak for those people, but in the conversations I've had with them, it's really just been like, well, it never happened. And now it's like so late that it's, I feel like shame and embarrassed. And like, I don't know, I don't, how am I supposed to feel comfortable with someone or like, how can I even tell them? Do I tell them? Um, and that's definitely another topic I'll, we'll have yeah. to explore. I mean, some, just to that thought, like I do know really fucking cool virgins. Like, yeah, <laughs> like I, I, and people you would never expect. Right. Exactly. And like, I think as a female, like you, I, I would think that being open about being insecure and then that kind of building up would be something that someone would really appreciate. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like the right person at this point, like you don't want to have sex with someone that's going to make you feel uncomfortable and not confident in yourself and whatever it is. But like, I, I do think that just being, if, if you want to be open with the person, if you want to just get it over with, like, you know, that's something I was like, fuck it, let's go. Um, (laughs) and, um, but I love God. You're doing great. I like shadow ban a bunch of people from this episode. Um, (laughs) But I mean, when it comes to, I don't know, like, it's just like inside of me, like I feel so much for certain, like for people that are just such good people and they've just built up these walls that they can't get out of. And it's Mm -hmm. like, you, yeah, it's, it's, it's just knowing you're so much more about it and like working to, and that's why sometimes I like do work on myself in between of like dating and stuff. Cause I'm like, okay, wait, why don't I feel like my best self right now? Like go, you know, I go into therapy and, and things like that of like, how do you feel you're most confident? And then you're going into the situation. You're like, yeah, I'm a virgin. Like it just hasn't happened yet. Right. Um, I'm, but I'm ready to fucking go. <laughs> <laughs> Helena <laughs> Rosen, everybody. <laughs> Maybe go to someone else for advice on that. But like, I want these people, like my heart really breaks. I want these people or in general, just like to feel confident in themselves. That's what it's about. Like feeling confident. Like I think everybody feels like, first of all, you know, everybody got a reset after this year. I think that everybody kind of feels like a virgin in in some senses. Um, But yeah, I just like, if I, I just want people to feel secure and like, and, and I think that it would be valued of like just being open with someone about it. Yeah. Totally agree. Um, okay. So I, the podcast finding Mr. Height does this thing where, (laughs) um, Allie makes Rourke guess what the poll responses are. So I'm going to make you guess what you think the results of this poll we ran. Okay. All right. So we play see them or see other people. Okay. They've never been in a relationship before. See them, see other people. How many people do you think, what percentage voted see other people? Um, I would say, like 15%. 39%. Oh, shit. So, Helena, what do you have to say to those 39% of people who don't want to date someone who's never been in a relationship before? Well, I mean, everybody is entitled to their opinion on things and stuff like that. But like, I would say they're probably missing out on a pool of really cool people because I honestly think that a lot of people that maybe even haven't been in a relationship, it's like, you have a kind of uh, uh, dark side. I don't know if it's a dark side, but like you've been through some things. Like Mm -hmm. you are, you have to be the funny one. You have to be the fun one. And then like that creates a really great people. Like um, like some of the people in my group of friends, we actually, we we say um, 
NRGs or RGs, like non-relationship girls and relationship <laughs> girls. So funny. And we have like presidents. We have a rotating, um, oh like literally God. government. Oh we my had, God. During quarantine, we literally had a debate. It was me versus another one of our friends. I'll tell you after, like debating over who was going to be the president. Um, but I mean, I don't know. I would just open your mind up to different things. But then again, like people that are closed off to being in, in relationships with people that aren't, haven't been in a relationship, you don't really want to be with them. Like I wouldn't really want to be with that person that's kind of judgmental in that sense. Mm -hmm. um, and that's, I mean, that's just reframing, you know what I mean? Like, uh, but I, I mean, I get it for like people that want more serious, like, want to maybe have kids sooner and things like that. Like you're like a oh, fuck. I don't want to train this person to like whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, but fuck the haters. Yeah. Fuck the haters. <laughs> Date people who haven't been in relationships. They're people too. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, Helena, thank you so much for being here. I really appreciate it. I'm really excited for everyone to hear this episode. Where can people find you? And more importantly, Everybody, Helena actually has her own podcast yes! called Bad Liar. So where can people find you and Bad Liar? And how can people reach out to you if they okay. want to like shoot the shit about never having been in a relationship? <laughs> okay, so Bad Liar, you can find anywhere podcasts are found. Um, you can follow me. You can DM me at, at Helena Rosen 94. It's H-E-L-E-N-A-R-O-S-E-N 94. And then actually I joined TikTok. Did I touch <laughs> Oh, you oh I know you joined TikTok. I oh, yes, know yes, you yes. joined TikTok. <laughs> it's been so much fun, but it's the same there. So just feel free to reach out to me. I would love to like chat. Amazing. Everyone, so this much. has been Seeing Other People Unfiltered. Make sure to give us a five-star rating and review. I very much appreciate your kind words. Again, even <laughs> though I don't know how to take compliments, they make me very, very, very happy. Um, if you want bonus episodes, if you want one-on-one uh, -on -one dating app profile review and revamp with me over zoom uh, head to patreon.com slash seeing other people and please of course like share this episode with people if there's somebody who you know who has never been in a relationship a friend a family member anyone send this over to them um, post on your story any bit of that helps so much and this has been unfiltered Mads, I am obsessed with our brand pillars. You mean vagina sweat, good branding, and being Jewish bloated queens, Scout? Uh, sure, but not quite. I love that OKSIS podcast and our sisterhood is made up of women who are down for main character energy only, who take care of their mental health, and who are standing in their personal power as entrepreneurs. Oh, yeah, that too, Scout, that too. We should probably introduce ourselves. Hello, everyone. I am Mads. And I am Scout. And we are sisters IRL. Join us on OKSIS Podcast every Monday for some sisterly banter, nourishing mental health, a whole lot of silliness, and inspiring interviews from the raddest female guests in the game. We promise it'll be a good time. As long as you don't get too loud, Mads. Welcome to the sisterhood!